0: Hello and welcome to the wake that we are holding today here at the Dokias podcast. I am the head funeral director here today, Mike, and joining me is the lead mortician of this facility who, uh, given the coarseness of his throat today, will be able to do a wicked Ben Affleck Batman impersonation if you give him a chance. It's my friend, Daniel. (laughs) Sorry to hear you're under the weather, my friend. You doing good? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh,
1: Yeah, as I said, the lovely... uh, fall into winter weather mm-hmm. down here where I, I you would be shocked to know it was in the 80s like a couple of days ago and now it's getting down to the 40s at night
0: oh it's just, just like all of a sudden just like that 40 <laughs> yeah. degree spread oh my god
1: <laughs> yeah because it, it, well, it's because it's it's raining this week so it just makes the temperature drop by like 20 degrees
0: oh brutal man well I hope you feel better soon Is is it just you that's sick or did your whole family catch it
1: well, I said, my wife was a little like woke up feeling bad yesterday, but seems to be fine. So I'm hoping the uh, I'm just pump myself full of decongestants. So we'll just hope that this sorts itself out.
0: <laughs> so if he falls asleep all of a sudden on uh, on this on this episode, it's either because he's, you know, he's just high on on medic on over the counter medication, or he's just tired of hearing me talk about sex Snyder's Justice Legal again. No, <laughs> It's just an excuse for me to bring it up again <laughs> but so we'll uh, the world will never know <laughs> we'll see what happens uh but uh yeah we got we, we got a we, we got a little bit of a in memoriam to say goodbye to the 10 year long project that was the dceu oh boy I Boy do you and I have a lot to say about that, I'm sure. Uh, you know, we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, you know, if we're excited for what the DC Universe, which is I get what I, I I thought it was just DC Studios, but apparently it's called DC Universe when I was putting my notes together today. Uh, uh, it, you know what they what they have in store and you know, what we hope that uh, they would probably learn from the many, 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 many oh many, many many mistakes of the TCEU of years past. Uh, but for that, Daniel, uh, you know, this didn't work last time that I asked you, but uh, let's see if I can ask you again. Daniel, what's your, what, what is it you're playing over there?
1: let see. I have actually been able to make some progress on Jedi Fallen Order.
0: Yeah, he did it. He, he picked up the controller. Awesome.
1: Uh, yep. It's like I haven't much. I haven't got too much done, but uh, it hopefully this is the last week for my work schedule starts returning to some level of normalcy
0: that's good too yeah and and and, you know once you start feeling better too like that that that's always like the best time to like you know get back into whatever game you were that you set down and you're feeling refreshed feeling like you want to get past it and beat it you you feeling like you're right there you feeling like it's right around the corner
1: yeah i would i think I'm, i'm hopefully i'm at least like two-thirds of the way through.
0: Gotcha. All right. (laughs) Uh, And I I still got the Star Wars Jedi Survivor sitting on the shelf, too. So, you know, I'll I'll hold that to the side. Don't want to rub it in your face too much. You know, they're like, oh, I'm playing all these games. And then I've got the sequel to the game that you're stuck on right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I have just uh, been having a good time getting back into it. it. It definitely was when I picked it up for the first time in, like, a few weeks. Just a bit of stand, stand in the corner and hit all the <laughs> buttons to remember what everything does.
0: Yeah, that's always the worst part, right? When you put a game down for a little while and then you have to like relearn it, especially if you're like as far into it as you are. Like, you know, the the game expects you to be like, okay, we're gonna put, we're gonna ramp up the difficulty for a little bit, and then I'm like, oh, which one's jump? Which one's jump? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. But that's it for me. Uh, Mike, what is it you have been playing over there?
0: Well, I'm happy to hear that you're getting back into uh, the game that you've set down, my friend. Happy to hear it. Uh, so uh been a bit busy over the last couple of weeks. I, uh, um, Last few days, I have actually finished Final Fantasy V, again, continuing my... Uh, run through of all of the Final Fantasy mainline games up uh, leading up to 16 and in anticipation for Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth that comes out in February uh, so I mentioned it's on last episode uh, Final Fantasy 5 it was a blind spot for me I had actually never played that game uh, it did come out in the U.S. for the first time back on the PlayStation 1 during for the uh, Final Fantasy Chronicles collection uh, they put out Final Fantasy 5 and 6 uh, on the PlayStation One for people to enjoy, it had like new cutscenes and things like that, which was pretty cool. Never picked it up, so you know, uh, not until this past week that I got to find, uh, play it, enjoy it, uh, be really surprised by it, and uh, finally finish it. Um, and this is an underrated gem, I have to say. Like now that I've you know, with how much experience of the Final Fantasy franchise that I have, and having never played this one before. I'm shocked that this one doesn't get the attention that I feel like it deserves. It's got one of the best turn-based job systems I've ever played. Uh, I think the characters are all charming. It's got a pretty good story. Like, you know, it's, it's still like, you know, a a story from the early nineties, a video game story from the early nineties. So it's, you know, it's not super duper deep. final fantasy hasn't like reached that level of like dense storytelling at this point in its, uh, in its, series chronology at this point but it's it, it's getting there and it's still serviceable and it's still you're still super endeared to these characters and like when the heavy emotional stuff actually does happen in this game it hits you really hard because throughout the rest of the game the the, the tone has been like very jovial and very kind of uplifting know, doesn't doesn't take itself too seriously so you know when the when the when the emotional impact hits it hits pretty hard and, and it got to me and this was the first time you know, since playing Part One, that like the story elements was was something that was actually at the forefront. So, yeah, you know, seeing this progress is, has, has been very eye opening for me. So, uh, because of that, you know, picked up Final, I started Final Fantasy VI, uh, and this was a game that I have played before, but I had never finished. I got about like maybe a third, maybe halfway uh, before when I first played it on the Vita. Um, but this will be my first time playing it all the way through. So continuing that, enjoying it, and I haven't gotten to the part that I set it down um, to, for the first time just yet. So still enjoying it; it's, it's still just as good as I uh, I imagined. And um, uh, this was a game that was released in the U.S. originally on the Super Nintendo, and then they re- re-release it subsequently on many different platforms. Uh, so you know, it's just, this is one that a lot of people cite as their favorites, as, as far as the old one goes the old ones go um and i can see why like the characters there, there's it's an ensemble cast and there's like a, a there's like a character for everyone to enjoy like everybody has like that fantasy trope uh even though this is kind of like a, the first time that they kind of dipped their toes away from the uh high fantasy kind of aesthetic they're doing like a you know a, a steampunk thing with with this title Ooh. uh yeah which was which is very like I don't know if progressive is the right word that I'm looking for but it was very forward thinking at least for them you know they, they for the you know for the previous 5 games and pretty much all turn based RPGs at that point it was always like castles and dragons and goblins and fire magic and and wizards and stuff like that and final fantasy included but this was the first time that they started to step away from that now it's like magitech armor and there's like you know steampunk engines and trains and you know it's it's so it's almost as if like that like those kingdoms have started to evolve with technology. Right. And, and, uh and, and it's, it this is at least one of the first instances that I know of that, of, of an RPG series doing that aesthetic. Uh, so yeah, really enjoying it so far. And I'll be, I'll be checking in with that. Uh, that being said, I, I am also now as of this past Saturday, the proud owner of the Spider-Man two platinum trophy. Uh, nice got through that game dude and it's just been a absolute pleasure and when i finished the story rolled credits it took about a day to a a day of just like side quest cleanup and things like that to get the platinum so it's a very generous platinum Uh, and when i checked it on the um on the trophy list over on the playstation 5 menu it said about at at that point when i read it 18.9 people percent of people had already gotten the platinum at that point so yeah it, it was designed to be super super generous um that being said now that i have finished spider-man 2 uh, highly anticipated i gotta say man it, uh, it it didn't hit as hard as spider-man 1 uh, so you know, there's a lot of like gameplay improvements that i feel like spider-man 2 does uh it, it really does improve on the first game and miles morales you know in this one you can switch freely between the two of them Say for a few exceptions, uh, there are some surprising things in the story, and you know, when I kind of look back at the story, there are a lot of moments where I feel like, oh, this was this was pretty impactful. This was a really cool twist on this character, and I'm being vague on purpose, of course. Um, but I, I say it was overall like a very exciting narrative. Uh, the game, the, the gameplay, even though it doesn't do too much new, I think it just does, does enough to warrant it being called a sequel um but you know first and foremost like you like i i'm a narrative guy i'm a story guy first and how and when you're playing video games how does the story and the gameplay kind of like marry and feed into one another and i just feel like the first spider-man did it really 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 well and there was one moment in particular which we've talked about before that just made me cry and chokes me up when i think about it this kind of doesn't have that kind of moment. I don't know if that's, you know, saying too much about it, but um, yeah, I I just felt like while this was good, it didn't impact me the same way that the previous game did. So, yeah, if you're expecting that, maybe kind of temper your expectations a little bit. I gotcha. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, uh, I've also started at my wife's uh, insistence uh, that we start uh, start up a new game, uh, Cult of the Lamb. So, dude, I have been highly anticipating playing cult of the lamb since it was first announced i think maybe like 2020 2021 or something like that this is from devolver digital uh and it if 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 you don't know this is a cozy i don't know if cozy is the right word this is like a cozy farming simulator slash dungeon crawler that's equal parts the most adorable game i've ever seen and equal parts the more, the most horrific game I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't know, the premise of the game is that you play as this little lamb who is about to be executed. Like, the game starts this way. You're about to be executed and beheaded by these three old pagan gods. Uh, and, and they're just as like horrific as that, that sounds. Uh, and they're executing you for being like a non-believer or something like that. And then just as you die, you are saved from the afterlife from this older pagan god like one that like these three pagan gods like had uh trapped and uh, shackled away into this endless void uh so he says like well in in return in return for your life back i need you to start a following and get people to believe in me start a cult essentially uh which is the which is the namesake of the game and uh, that's the conceit of the game. You you need to go find followers to join your cause, indoctrinate them either through peaceful means or through not so peaceful means. Uh, you know, vaguely we'll just say vaguely threaten them to join the cult. Uh, or and then you also have to like you know go out to go out to the dungeons and like uh, you know search for resources and things like that. Uh, and and the gameplay loop is just so addicting. It's just some of the funnest like resource management i've ever done and i think it really has to do with the presentation so like you know art style wise it's kind of a cross between like a cell shaded and hand-drawn art style and when i just when i said like this is like partly like the most adorable and horrific game i've ever seen and i I really mean that like that's not a joke like the, the little characters that you get to join your cult like they're just like these cute little like lambs and a cute little froggy and a little kitty cat and a little chicken and uh and but they're also like you know they're a part of death cult that will like poo and vomit if uh, if you give them like bad food and like they'll drop dead and like you can make them eat each other which is like what? <laughs> you can so you can kind of be benevolent or you can just be like this like awful like jared leto level like cult leader <laughs> i don't know why i brought him up but he he's legit a cult leader uh but like uh and you can like set these doctrines down too to like help the cult manage themselves so you can go out on your runs a little bit longer and longer um like one of them is just is, is like uh like you you make them you can either make them like fear death uh so that They'll work harder, I guess, to stay alive, or you can make them embrace death, which will increase the overall faith of the community, right? And then if there's a dead body on, and if there's there happens to be a dead body on the ground, either because they died of old age, or maybe they just didn't get along with the, one of the other cult members, uh, you know, they won't be as horrified by them and start vomiting all over the place, you know? so it's it's a little happy tree friends it's a little animal crossing yeah. it's a little hades you know so it's it's one of the most unique games i've ever played and i highly rec- like if that kind of stuff doesn't like bother you like the it's it's tongue-in-cheek of course it doesn't take itself too seriously but if that kind of stuff doesn't bother you like i highly recommend this game it is so addicting it
1: it sounds and i looked it up and it looks so interestingly Adorable yet murderous.
0: <laughs> oh, dude! Like it, it, whatever you're seeing, screenshots or like a you know, if you're putting like a YouTube background on a YouTube video on in the background, like it doesn't even scratch the surface, dude. It's just, it. There's like moments in here where I'm just like, me and my wife, who's been watching me play the entire time, like mouth agape, like, oh my god, I can't believe they did this in this adorable little animal game.
1: <laughs> yeah, so interesting
0: yeah so hoping to you know chip away at it too uh but you know but overall it, it's so it, it's so fun and it's so addicting and i'm just enjoying the gameplay loop of it it's like you you come back to to manage the field and manage your manage your cult members but then you also go out to do like some dungeon crawling like action action type uh gameplay and just that loop just keeps you coming back and keeps you addicted uh so yeah if, if, if that sounds good to you like hey I, i've been seeing it on sale digitally for the last couple of years i've been waiting on it because of the uh because of the physical edition that special reserve games was uh putting out and it finally came in the mail after i after i ordered it like a like more than a year ago so geez thanks thanks guys um but hey better late than never so yeah highly recommend uh, this one for you uh, for all for everybody out there if you're not horrifically offended by the subject matter
1: <laughs> well that sounds amazing
0: all right. Well, speaking of horrifically offended by the subject matter, uh, let's talk about the DCEU. Why, why we're here today? <laughs> maybe I'm being a little harsh. All right. but Or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe they get what they deserve. Uh, but <laughs> Daniel, uh, the DCEU has been around us uh, for... Uh, for 10 years. So, you know, starting with 2013's man of steel, we talked about man of steel in depth on the show. Uh, you know, and hopefully we get to talk a little bit more about a future film, uh, at some point, uh, maybe early next year. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but, uh, maybe that could be my Christmas gift. Your Christmas gift to me is that you watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs>
1: Maybe so. Uh,
0: but over the course of the 10 years, uh, the DCEU managed to put out uh, 15 films, I counted, with the 16th coming out uh, just in just a few weeks with uh, Ant-Man, or not Ant-Man, Aquaman, and whatever the heck that movie's called. Uh, Daniel, let me just start with this really quick. Overall, how would you grade the output of what we've been given by the DCEU for the past 10 years?
1: Um... Man, let's see. Before I started, I looked up all the movies, and I'm like, uh, if I had to give it, like, a letter grade ten years out, like... Maybe a, I think a C is about where I'm at with that.
0: A C, okay, that's not too bad. You know, passing. You're 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 barely scraping by.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that that describes the DCEU pretty clearly.
0: <laughs> barely scraping by. That's a that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, um, man, like, given how messy this 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 series has been, all of the top level shakeups, the 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 not, they're not even rumors at this point. Like the kind the kind of like abuse that some of like the actors and the directors and the abuse and the and the and, and yeah the actors and directors and um, some of the people on staff have kind of faced at the hands of you know like Jeff Johns and and uh not Zaslav whoever was before Zaslav but uh, like you know up from upper leadership like I'm surprised like we still made it this far and I'm surprised like some of the movies actually ended up as good as they turned out you know right that being said i think i can safely say this was a d plus effort like you like you passed man but like like you barely passed
1: right like that's i'll say like and i reserve the right to change that degree grade as we actually start talking about this because i guarantee you, you probably watched a lot of these movies a lot more recently than me so mm-hmm. if this this may I, I may reawaken my even more issues with with this film franchise.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you definitely don't want to be in that position where you you know you're thinking back at the slate of films. You know, we think about the Infinity Saga with such reverence, right? Like, oh man, you know, there there are, there are a couple of duds in, in in that series of films, but you know, what overall the where we ended up by the end of Endgame, it's like, wow, what a what an incredible through line, like what a interesting like like project that this turned out to be like something that's never been done before this like epic crossover between that's even spanned across movie studios where we shared a character like this is and it turned out like amazing like this is going to go down in film history as one of the best like you know creative projects uh, that's ever happened and then and then you look across the pond with DCEU. and they're just like you know they're 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 taping wheels to to hot wheel cars and like shoving them right. down the track and they're just like tumbling over and they're telling they're telling like, no no look everybody look wonder woman don't don't look over here look at wonder woman uh and it's 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 just embarrassing to, to some points and then you think back and like some of these films it's like oh my god how, how did you even get released it's you know
1: yeah yeah it's like I, we'll get into this more I'm sure but to me so much of it reeks of like an overbearing studio not allowing the creators to just do their thing
0: oh man and you know and I don't want to make this whole episode just about that but that is a whole episode all in and of itself and I guess you know peek behind the curtain but when we, whenever we eventually do talk, talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League that's going to be like half of my point it's just that (laughs) oh
1: yeah yep
0: but but as simple as that sounds that really is like the the juxt of all the issues like they started off with a with a vision and and maybe that vision isn't what the people across the pond were doing but it was at least a a, a distinct vision and at least separated them from what marvel was doing you know right but it then, had a
1: unique identity to yeah. start with, at least.
0: Yeah, and, and and even if you look at, like, Phase 1 Marvel, like, not all of it was, like, a home run. Like, there are some home run films yeah. in there, but they kind of still, you know, they had to get their bearings right in order to make it to, like, 2012's Avengers and to make it to, you know... Uh, and it just got bigger and bigger from there, right? And they were... DC was so scared and it was so blindingly obvious that they've been scared from day one since the announcement of batman v superman at the at the comic-con whenever that happened and and they were they just been trying to course correct and swerve and be like well this isn't working but like let's try this one Oh, people want zack snyder's justice league let's just give them that and then we and then we get that and it's like okay well now actually Black Adam is the leader of the DCEU now, and we're in phase one. And so it's like, what? What is going on with uh, all of this yeah. nonsense?
1: Yeah, like I said, it's just like, it's, as I said, don't want to make the whole episode this, but it's like so much of it is just lack of faith in your, in your filmmakers and lack of, of any kind of plan
0: <laughs> absolutely so you know without being like too negative this is a wake after all which means we're supposed to be celebrating the life of the subject <laughs> uh of who of, of who we're here to talk about what's your favorite film out of these 15 oh
1: boy. uh i mean it's probably a tie between wonder woman and shazam
0: wonder woman shazam okay so you you're you're more of a fan of like the the more like uplifting kind of not so dour of, of the films right
1: yeah i yeah i guess that that's probably pretty accurate
0: yeah oh so that being said like are you, so you definitely weren't you're not a big fan of that kind of more serious like take that zack snyder has kind of started it off with right
1: i was like like I said, in, in a vacuum, because it's like, I do know that, again, I don't think it's fair just to say compare it to, like, the Nolan Batman movies. But, you know, those were dark, yeah, uh, kind of super movies, and I love those. So, or, well, I love two of those. <laughs> phrase that, yeah, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it just felt like, uh, like I said, I mean, we touched on it a bit with our Dawn of Justice episode we did, mm-hmm. but it's just like, to me, it was like a lot of it was just that really oppressive, like, atmosphere and darkness and it's like and i just feel like maybe when it came to like something like wonder woman or aquaman or shazam it's like they just let these be fun comic book movies and i'm like and i felt like that's just when the dcu was worked its best it's like just like let 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 them be comic booky
0: yeah and sense. it and it almost as if like those three films in particular were just allowed to exist on their own without kind of worrying about the overall universe and how it ties in you know exactly. and, it, and, it, and i think there is something to be said about a unifying theme and a unify, unifying tone you know marvel does that very well uh but i think just it they don't really have like a dark character either so All right um, I, unless i'm wrong who's the darkest character in the mcu you would say
1: I. Boy, that's a that's a good question. <laughs> I don't. Nothing really comes to mind. Yeah, that's
0: like a that's like a good gotcha question. I guess maybe Daredevil and Punisher, right? Right. They don't really yeah, count. I
1: mean, yeah, I'm like, if we're just yeah, like that's probably the closest. Yeah,
0: because I guess some like, of the the street people. level people. Yeah, but uh, yes, yeah, but you know when, but Batman is like so widely known as like one of the faces of the DC universe so trying to make an entire universe around that dark gritty and i'll admit try-hardy batman tone is probably a mistake right i mean you don't want every you don't, you don't want wonder woman to have the same tone as bvs dawn of justice that oppressive tone that right. that symbol of hope wonder woman just like you know having to deal with like the media you know
1: (laughs) exactly and it wouldn't work in stuff like aquaman either (laughs) i'm just like i don't need that
0: yeah what what, well i I need to what aquaman was really missing was a scene where he's underwater watching what hln fox news or something and watching nancy grace talk about the merits of like (laughs) superheroes, superhero dumb in the seven seas. You know, Aquaman was really missing that. Right. Uh man. But the, yeah, uh, I guess to answer that question, too, like I, I like Wonder Woman a lot. Uh, I, I would say that's up there as one of my favorites. You know, I'm not going to do the cop-out answer and be like, oh, yeah, Saxon or Justice League. Uh, but I'd say the, the Suicide Squad is one I, I feel like a lot of people really like but maybe don't put as their number one but i, th- I think it's up there for me
1: yeah i'm assuming we are i'm assuming we are specifically being the suicide squad the james gunn movie
0: uh no dude i'm talking about jared leto uh the best joker yes the the james <laughs> gunn <Yeah>. movie <laughs> yeah,
1: i have i have admittedly still not seen that one that's like that's oh, okay uh,
0: cool uh, I, and I, to, and I, I think you've seen enough of them to where we, we, we're we comfortable having this conversation. I guess we should yeah, put that yeah. out yeah. there, too. <laughs> yeah,
1: I guess to put it out there. I've seen everything up to Birds of Prey. I have not seen anything that came out after that.
0: Oh, man. Lucky you. You haven't seen Wonder Woman 1984, bro.
1: Yeah, I was excited <laughs> for it. And then the reviews came in. And I'm like, I'm going to pass.
0: <laughs> Homie, I, I am not exaggerating when I say I, I think wonder woman 84 is one of the worst superhero genre films I've ever seen. Like it Whoa. is, it is embarrassed. It, it's, it's the, also from a production level, like that movie is embarrassing. Uh, it's like, it's like, how did, how did the sequel get like a worse special effects budget? There's a scene, this isn't spoiling anything where he, where she, where Diana's Diana is going to like the middle East for some dumb reason. I don't know why to, get somebody i don't know and uh on the way to where she's going there are like like she's fighting this convoy this like armed convoy you know because it's been 20 minutes so we need an action scene uh so all down the road diana notices like two children playing in the street so she does her thing and she goes to like leap to to get them uh she grabs them in midair while they're running across the street and i swear on my mother's life they 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 hold the shot uh, and this is not an exaggeration they'll hold the shot of her tumbling across the road with these two children in her arms and they are like department store department store mannequins in her in her hands with like wigs on and they're like stiff as a board like no joke dude and they're just like holding on that shot making it 100 100%, percent obvious that she's holding macy's children's mannequins in her arms it's embarrassingly bad like, the, the, and also like the cg on cheetah is really bad too like oh my god what's his what's what's his name joel from the last of us what's his name again pedro pascal like yeah. he is doing such an amazing job holding that film together <laughs> he's having a great time and it's like that's like you yeah, go into it and just expect him to enjoy his performance because it's a comedy at this point
1: I gotcha, but yeah, like I really like I said, like I haven't got around to watching the Suicide Squad because my wife. We watched the trailer when it came out. And my wife was just like, "I have never wanted to watch a movie less in my life."
0: Oh my god, really? Oh wow, no! <laughs> she she, oh, no Harley Quinn.
1: Uh, Yeah, like, her reaction was, she's like, it looks so, so bad. (laughs) No, her day, she's like, she's like, just like the costume and everything. She's like, it looks like a Comic-Con of (laughs) and greed. She's like, what is this? (laughs) She's like, why does anyone think this looks good?
0: Well, I, I think that, that, that that's intentional. Uh, some of the some of the costuming is kind of meant to look a little dopey in that film. But the, hey, give, give it a shot. I, I think maybe if you can turn her around on giving it a shot, I think you guys will have a great time with that one. I, that, that's right. legit. I think one of the top three best films in this lot, really. I gotcha.
1: And like I said, Black Adam, we didn't get around to it, and then the reviews did not and make me want to watch it.
0: Yeah, I mean, Black Adam. That's just another example of this series or this whole series not knowing what it wants, not knowing where it's going, not knowing what the audience wants. And it's also just a vanity. It was very clearly a vanity project from The Rock from the from day one. Like he. Like he's a great hype man for himself the rock right like give you know I'm I'm not oh, a, yes. I'm not a big fan of him like his movies or his persona or whatever like but you know he he's a great hype man and from day 1 it was very clear that this was just his way of like sneaking into the superhero averse and making it all about him like it when when it was clear that like Shazam wouldn't be showing up in the film uh nor would and, and then there was, like, uh, news articles that came out that, like, he was asked to do a cameo for Shazam 2, uh, a film I haven't seen, and he very, like, staunchly declined it uh, because uh, he believes Black Adam is supposed to be, like, the center of the of the universe and all things should be around him. You know, Shazam's main villain. You don't need Shazam in it ever.
1: Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, sorry. Well that's my question. So neither of us have seen Shazam Fury of the Gods.
0: No, I just read the Wikipedia
1: article. Yeah, again, the reviews came in and it was bad. My me and my wife were really upset because that before me and my wife got together that I see like really got together, like that was like her that was like the only DC movie she had watched Mm -hmm. beforehand. So she really liked that one and we saw the reviews and I was like, oh between like the the bad reviews and then all the weird stuff coming out about uh, the I mean, the actor that plays Sh- that plays Shazam.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> like, um, uh, yeah, yeah, him.
1: <laughs> yeah, that guy. That's I was just like, mm, I don't know. And then the Flash, I totally intend to watch because Fiitude is even if it's bad, I think it's gonna be bad. It's it it will be an enjoyable train wreck.
0: Oh my! Oh my! Oh my boy, Daniel! Oh, you are in for. You are in for a train wreck with the flash. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: That's what right. right. I
0: thought. Dude, the flash is, and I'm just sounding like a Debbie Downer this whole episode, so I apologize. But like, the flash is legitimately like the culmination of this DCEU train wreck. And the fact that, like, that, like this had to have been like intentional or some sort of like misleading thing from even James Gunn, his own mouth to everybody was hyping up this film. as like, this is the greatest cinematic masterpiece of all time. I saw articles of like, oh, they showed an early screening of the flash to Tom Cruise. And he said, it's going to save cinema or like something hyperbolic oh. like that. Yeah. <laughs> like there was like these like constant, like early, like early screening show. The flash is incredible, blah, blah, blah. And you know, we're not have to get into like the, the behind the scenes stuff with the lead actor or whatever, but like, when you finally see the film, it is just this hodgepodge of, like, you can tell there was five scripts that he just threw it at, like, the screenwriter. And it's like, okay, put this part, put this part, put this part. It is just a hodgepodge mess. There's, like, a decent film in here. Like, there's, like, a...
1: Like, that sounds like most uh
0: (laughs) there's a good idea in in most of these (laughs) even the good ones um but yeah there's 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 a good film in here and there's like a couple good moments that i really feel like they should have leaned on like the like barry's relationship with his mother and that was like the crux of like the 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 story there and they really kind of like deviated away from it and then they got back to it at the very very end and it just but by that by that point, by that time, like the audience is just left confused and kerfuffled about what we just saw because it was just a huge mess. And don't even get me started about this weird, like CG AI thing they did about all of the cameos i'm sure you've heard about all the cameos at this point right
1: yeah yeah like, i know i just read an article uh, of nicholas cage saying when he watched the movie he's like that wasn't what i was doing
0: exactly yeah nicholas <laughs> no, cage's just... superman uh that his, from his canceled superman movie in the 90s like makes an appearance and uh it is like like do you like playstation 2 graphics <laughs> Oh, <my. laughs> because the cg yeah. In that scene in particular uh, there's like a montage of like all the of all the uh, legacy cameos I guess you can call it that they that they throw into here for no reason and it's just like it's legit PlayStation 2 level CG graphics the it's yeah. embarrassing that this went to film uh, that, that this went right. to market in this in a state.
1: Right, and it's so weird because it's actually like I checked out Rotten Tomatoes. It has good reviews. It has a good score, and I'm like, what?
0: Dude, I am the biggest DCEU apologist in the world, but when I see those reviews, I and I'm not like a I'm not like a conspiracy theorist or anything. But like, I have to think these were like paid off or something. Like these, I, I don't right. see how. Again, there is a good film in here and if your interview you legitimately like the flash, hey good on you I, I I don't see it, but maybe you do maybe you see something I don't um, but like when I read these things it's like oh, it's so heartfelt. oh, it's like it's it has the best action of any like and like no on any of those like it, I, I don't know what film you saw or how much money they paid you but like we did not see the same film. so like this this was the first instance where I really felt like there was some sort of like, Money being passed around, or some like ghostwriter writing reviews or something for this film,
1: right? Because I like said it was so weird. like, I think when it first came out, like, I think when it first came out, the audience reviews were like really low and the critic scores were up. And I'm just like, what? see, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, and sometimes that happens for like you know, really avant garde films. Like, you know, last you know, last time we talked, we talked about uh, like the Hereditary, one of my favorite films. That was another thing where like audience they they polled audience members when that movie first came out and it audience members gave it like a really low score because i and 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 i i highly agree that like you know it was marketed very incorrectly like they they marketed it to be like this like uh, high paced like you know shock value um thriller uh with with a lot of like jump scares in it when it really isn't it's a very like thought provoking film and then so I thought, like, The Flash was was going to be like that because I saw those early things like that. Like, oh, maybe this is just a really complicated film that, like, you know, really explores, like, the moralities of changing, you know, changing, like, the butterfly effect and stuff like that. No, it's just a bad film, you know? <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, listen, I said, I got love every once in a while. Like, uh, not to get on a tangent, but I, uh, the current film that has yet to come out that is getting, like, the most polarizing reviews is the ballad of songbirds and snakes. I think that's the name of them. Uh, the younger movie.
0: games. It's,
1: yeah, it's like like it is like amongst like highly touted critics, it's just split down the middle. I've seen mm. early critic reviews saying it is the what it is like a revival of like YA dystopian let's see. Franchises, and I've heard a lot of other World respected critics saying it's complete boring dribble So I'm like,
0: I, <laughs> I, you, I am. Are you a big fan of the uh, Hunger Games films?
1: So I am a pretty big fan. My wife is a huge fan. I has read all the books. So nice. They watched all the movies. So. Yeah, we're definitely going to watch that when it comes out. I'm just morbidly curious about whatever this is going to be.
0: <laughs> yeah, we haven't decided if we're going to go see that in theaters or not. Like, I've I read all the books. Uh, my wife has read all the books, but she's she's a big fan of the movies. Like, she likes all of the changes that the movies have done uh, to adapt it to film. So, yeah, this is one that we're excited for, but we're a little unsure because uh, like, I don't think she. Oh, she did read. She did read the, the younger games books, but I, I haven't, so I don't really know too much about it. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll we'll see. I'm like you; I, I'm, I'm happy with waiting. Same. All right, man. So I mean, we could go on and on about like, oh, this, this, this was a mess. This was a mess. So it's very clear that like they don't have a central pillar uh, who is kind of directing yes. everything, you know. So they have that now with like James Gunn and everything, but um, like. I guess. Well, I guess. What? Let's let's jump ahead over there. Like, what's like, what's like the one thing you want like to, you want James Gunn to have like learned from this ten year project, and, and do you think that they're going to carry over any of these mistakes? Do you have faith in James Gunn and his vision from what from what he's shared so far?
1: Uh, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on Ooh. that. It's, let's do it, it's baby. Like, <laughs> it's like I I am. Like I wanna be hopeful. Like I really wanna hope that James can look at the last ten years, see this horrific mess (laughs) (laughs) that that the DCEU became and can fix it with just having a central vision. Like again, take your time, build fill out the universe. I'm like, James Gunn has had lots of work with Marvel, so I'm hoping he can take some of that over, and Mm -hmm. I'm like it's like, James Gunn is a good director. And again, he finally won, and they took him three movies, but he finally won me over with a, on the Marvel side with Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Oh, so like, you've like, seen it. Yeah, nice.
1: Yes, yes, I have. That's it. And, uh, yeah, not to spoil our eventual ranking of Phase <laughs> 5, but it's like it's really good. Not perfect, but really good. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, I hope that he can take that, and he can be, like, the visionary. Like, he can, like, because again, it's like you hear interviews with him He loves this stuff He knows that he loves all of the Most obscure of DC characters
0: Yeah, and I think he has an Understanding of them that Most, I think even general audiences Overlook, right? And, and, and which most studios Would overlook too, because like Who's heard of the Authority? I don't know who the Authority is right. You know, there's some like, right. wild, what was it, Wild? 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 wild.
1: Yeah, Wild pack or wild, <laughs> yeah, wild or cats or
0: whatever them. yeah i think some some old like indie print that dc bought and now that's like the second film that's planned to come out in his uh in his uh release slate um but yeah dude like uh i, I don't know I, i'm i'm still a little trepidatious on it because like I, I feel like james gunn is saying all the right things but you know and, and, and this might be a moot point too because like we've literally seen nothing not even a logo uh, I, I think we've i think we've he's shared casting already for superman legacy but that's about it um but uh well let's start there superman legacy like what do you what do you want from that film
1: it's like i that's like all uh, right you know what i want i want like the all-star all superman comic mm. but in a film
0: yeah that I just, I, there, there. there's there's such and, and that's my frustration too with like I guess Marvel does this better because they, 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 they tend to adapt uh they do like their own like version of them, but they tend to adapt comic book storylines to film a little bit better. Like DC doesn't tend to do that. They always have the director or the writing the writer director partners like make their own original story and it's really frustrating as a comic book fan. Like if, if they're trying to cater to us, there's decades upon decades of wonderful stories that you could just it's right there just take it like no one's gonna who's gonna say no dc guess what they own the comics they'll give it to you bro like like just do the long halloween
1: yeah it's like i we've this we've now had two different like uh it was like two different batman movies that are like oh we've taken inspiration for the long halloween it's like well just do the long halloween it's It's right there Yeah, it's it's the best Batman comic in my opinion. Just do, like I said, it's like you know take some elements from like All Star Superman or uh or the original what's the other one like like the early New Fifty Two Action Comics. Yeah, was really good. It's like it's like I don't know. It's like I yeah. Like ultimately, I want Superman. Like I don't know. maybe, Maybe I'm just old school. I want Superman to be hopeful. It's like, yeah. like I, I, we've had that discussion very well into it. Like I understand what it's doing with man of steel for what he was doing. It was fine, but that's just not my, that's not my Superman. I suppose it's like, I need him to like, he's a symbol of hope. He's maybe, he's a little cheesy and you know, the good old boy, you know, let's say Midwestern farm boy, but it's like, you know, that's what I like.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's the charm of the character. And if captain American could be a cheesy dope, but everybody still loves him. Why can't yeah, that, Clark Kent, right?
1: Yeah, that is exactly, there you go, exactly. Like, the early calf stuff in the MCU. That's the vibe I think you should go for.
0: What is the over-under, you think, in the movie Superman Legacy, where Superman will be watching a news report with Nancy Grace talking about how, is Superman dangerous? <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
1: I, hope, I hope that we're on the under, and I hope just so. <laughs> oh
0: it's I hope, like, I hope yeah. the I hope the under is zero.
1: <laughs> yeah, there
0: you go. Oh man, but, yeah. Uh, I I I I'm really kind of trepidatious about that film, it, and you know, and I'm, when it, when he was first announcing that, and I was like, oh yeah, it's coming out 2025. You know, in my head, I'm like, oh, 2025. That's so far away. It's like you know, a year now it's like a year and a couple months now so it's right around the corner and we're probably going to start seeing like a lot of like production stuff like i'm sure the costume test is now that the actor strike is over uh like we're going to start seeing like the costume test footage uh or photos coming out and things like that it's just going to be a slow trickle up until um the summer release date for 2025 for superman legacy yeah dude like you i just just do all-star superman just just do that do superman birthright do something like, like we, like, and they're all there. And, and I know that James Gunn is a huge fan of the comics. He constantly cites comic books. uh, Even when, even when he was back in Marvel, you know, he cited it when he was doing, um, uh, the, uh, the suicide squad when he was doing like the press tours for that. Uh, so like I, I, we, we know he can, he can, he can take these legendary stories and adapt them. I think he's got a good eye for it. I think he can strike the right tone, but I wouldn't want his tone all the time and I'm, I'm glad that he's just kind of right. overseeing it and it, from the sounds of it he's gonna give he's gonna allow the directors to just put their own spin on it right and i guess maybe they'll fix it later or maybe they'll just merge them all at some point together
1: right and i don't that's that's like that like i, I liked when dc did that with their comics where they realized it's like you know we're gonna let each writer like do their own thing you know make sure they don't just blindly contradict. Other books, but it's like, yeah, as long as you just do your own thing, and we'll bring them in when we want to bring them in together.
0: Yeah, and you know, if you want to like inject humor in the like eventual Justice League movie that's going to come from this, like, there's a lot of humor to be had. That like, let's say for the Brave and the Bold movie, which is like the Batman Damian Wayne one, like, let's say that is a little bit on the darker side, and the Bruce Wayne, the Batman that they have, is a brooding tryhard that is humorless there's a lot of humor there like there's a lot of humorous there's a lot of humor in the fact that like batman doesn't get jokes or he tries really hard not to get jokes right and you you match him up with somebody like you know green lantern who's very jokey or the flash who's yeah. very jokey and like that's that's humor right there like you don't need yeah, to I'm make like... batman a jokester just because you're in a funny movie
1: yeah, it's like, I'm like I I'd almost feel like uh, do what the do what the Justice League animated series did. It's like most of the humor comes from Batman being a being stoic, and like when he has to be partnered with like Wally. Yeah, like, yeah there, there's a lot of humor that can come from that. It's like just do again, that. It,
0: it's it's just so baffling how they have again this gold mine, gold mine of references and storylines, and they just refuse to take from it. It's I like oh, I'm going to be the next Christopher Nolan. I'm going to be the next. I'm going to make my own The Dark Knight. Like, not, right? It's no, like, you're not.
1: Yeah, like that. And the thing we're talking about the brave and the bold. It's okay. Yeah, I know it's going to have a darker tone because it's Batman. But it's like okay. I want whoever they end, ends up directing this thing. It's like
0: it's don't be, just
1: try to be Nolan.
0: Right, and it's good. oh Also, it's going to be Andy Muschietti, who did the okay. It films, and also of the Flash. Okay.
1: Okay, well, alright then. Uh, <laughs> I don't <laughs> like, to be well, fair, I
0: don't think the flash was his fault. He was literally like the fourth director to attach to that. Right, right. You yeah.
1: yeah, it's like there's always so much you can do. But yeah, it's like just don't don't try to make the Dark Knight again. Don't try to make redo Matt Reeves' Bat the Batman. Oh thank God, <laughs> like, please no. That's like I'm like, no. It's like I don't it's like, you know Yeah, it's like, you know, I don't like there are different takes on Batman. It's like you don't have to just always do that
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely and 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 I'm like that that, that 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 oh my god i i i hope we never get another uh, the dark knight again because uh, that's my yes. main problem with the rob at battinson movie is right. that it's, it's just that the that despite, dark knight
1: yeah it's like yeah it's a it's a really good movie yeah like i really do enjoy it but i probably enjoy it because it's well it takes a lot of inspiration from the dark knight and i like that movie so
0: yeah like and don't said, be afraid the, to, like, lean into the weird aspects of Batman. Like, there's supernatural elements to the Batman story. Like, just lean yeah. into it, dude. Like, he exists in a world where Superman and Wonder Woman and and, and Aquaman and the Flash exist. Right. Like, let yeah, him have supernatural always, supernatural villains. Yeah,
1: that's like, you know, I would kill for, like, if you want lean, to well, lean into some of the more out-there stuff, it's like, you know, do Mr. Freeze. That's, that's kind of out there.
0: Yeah, like, the Mr. Freeze story is, like, ripe for, like, Retelling, and so that we can finally get the Arnold Schwarzenegger version out of our head, you know? Right. We can have a serious like, story about this guy who's just wanted to save his wife, you know?
1: Yeah, it's like, you know, that's like a thing. They, and they're doing a thing with Damien. It's like, okay, well, you have lots of cool stuff with Batman Incorporated
0: yeah take
1: inspiration from like yeah. and,
0: and damien he's he's from a secret ninja society so it, it sounds like you know they're they're okay with doing like some of the weird stuff for batman at least with this right. brave and the bold one again but this is just all conjecture but like is, we can only hope right um but uh uh yeah that, that, that that's a great point yeah let, let all of the movies be their own thing let the characters exist in their own space and then just kind of figure out the team up the eventual team up at some point um Let's see, you know, and speaking on that, too, like I want to also touch upon for the DCEU, the plethora, plethora, you know, as much as, as as many films as they managed to put out in 10 years, a lot of them bad. Uh, they, they managed to announce way more. <laughs> These are the lists of canceled projects in the DCEU in alphabetical oh, order. Batgirl, Batman, Batman Beyond. A Black Adam sequel, Black Canary, A Crisis on Infinite Earth film, Cyborg, Deadshot, Deathstroke, The Flash sequel, Green Lantern, Gotham City Sirens, Harley Quinn versus the Joker, Our Man. Who the hell is Our
1: Man? What? What?
0: This is (laughs) is all it says. In March 2021, a film focused on the character of Our Man, written by Gavin James and Neil Whitener, was in development. End of sentence. <laughs> uh, a John Constantine TV series, an untitled Joker film, an untitled Justice League sequel, Justice League Dark, Krypton, Lobo, Madam X. Daniel, who's Madam X?
1: <laughs> I I have no idea.
0: And who, why are we making a film? We can't make a Ben Affleck Batman film, but we can announce a Madam X film. Okay. Uh, the Man of Steel sequel, The Metal Men. New Gods uh, by Ava, De, Ava DuVernay. She was going to make like a New Gods film. Uh, Nightwing. Black Manta. Plastic Man. Static Shock. Valzad. Untitled Val Zod television series. Okay. <laughs> the Wonder Twins. Because that's what we needed in, in, in this day and age. The Wonder Twins movie. Uh, the Wonder oh, yeah. Woman sequel and Zatanna. Daniel... What on earth? Why would you announce these movies that are obviously never going to be made? Right. And like, and I'm sure every movie studio has this long list of just ideas on a whiteboard that eventually get erased. Right. But like, right. How, how do we get to this point where like more than double of the movies that were on their slate have just been canceled.
1: Right. Well, I, you know, I understand this seems to be the new HBO way because like <laughs> you remember around the time that, uh, I don't know. You probably are not been in deep uh, with the house of the dragon stuff as I've been, because uh, I'll, I'll be honest, Mike, I'm in full like first four seasons, of game of Thrones fanboy mode. Hell yeah. Now, When that first season came out, they announced so many other <laughs> game of Thrones projects. And like 90% of them have been shelved.
0: Oh, of course. I, I, the only one I remember them announcing was the Jon Snow sequel that, series. And, and, that, and,
1: they have not, and that's not anywhere close to being greenlit. I'm like, let it die. Let it die. <laughs> but no, I can tell you about them. Like if we got this random tangent. Yeah, go uh, for it. Nymeria and the, and the 9,000 ships, I think Volleyball is called.
0: Nymeria? The wolf?
1: Yeah. No, not no. The person that the wolf was named after, and uh, oh, the princess. Okay. Again, this is really deep lore for like the world of Ice and Fire. This is but, some uh, nerdy was...
0: stuff, man. I'm loving it.
1: <laughs> yep, it's, like, it's about the the princess that basically founded Dorne, and they escaped Essos across the, the the Narrow Sea and founded Dorne. So that's there's that that no info on that. I don't think I think that's gone away. <laughs> there's supposed to be the Sea Snake, which was a series about Corlys from the House of the Dragons, mini adventures at sea.
0: Oh, cool. Nothing from
1: nothing from that. I think that's been shelved. There was supposed to be a a goal, what was that called? I can't remember. It was, I forget what the name of it was, but it was supposed to be an animated series that was basically about the Game of Thrones version of ancient China. Huh. <laughs> that was, I had nothing in on that. The only thing that's been fully announced is that they're going to do Dunkin' Egg based Duncan off the hedge yeah yeah which is based off of uh george's novellas and and everyone was scared because they're like there's only three of them he's not done <laughs> but I, it seems like george has said without saying it that he's pretty much just gonna like let the that story finish with the show that he's most likely not ever gonna finish writing all the novellas so he's like yeah i'm just gonna like just let the creators like hey this is what i'm doing uh have fun yeah I'm like yeah. my attitude my is like i'm glad he's giving them that a heads up from the get-go but i'm like you know this didn't go well the last time you decided to do that man
0: <laughs> yeah i mean that's what happens when you sell the rights to your creation to a multi to a multi-billion dollar conglomerate that as that spits on art and and just pumps out content you know it's you just expected and i think he's made his peace with that
1: right but yeah so it's like yeah you ring off all of those that's what reminded me of I was like what even are these
0: uh last time i was at the library i think i came across the the duncan egg uh no like 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 a compilation of those novellas at the library yep. that's, that that that's something that uh those are those were some words that i recognized. so thank you for yep, that
1: i have it on the bookshelf behind me
0: oh right on dude yeah right on is it any good have you read it yet oh, yeah.
1: I, I've read a little bit of it here and there. I haven't finished them, but they're really nice. They're much more lighthearted, self-contained stories. So that's why I think it'll be probably overall be fine. Yeah. As a TV series, they, they, they kind of said like the their novels are so short. I think they said they're only gonna be like doing like six episodes a season.
0: Oh, they Victory. can't. They can't milk that for seven years.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, that being said, man, like overall, are you excited? for the for, for the dc films you know and maybe this might go into like the broader conversation of um like superhero fatigue you know where you and i are a little fatigued on you know phase four phase five of marvel at this point too and it, it and it really is it, it sounds like it's kind of the same situation where just like it seems like on the production end things are a bit of a mess and you know i think covid kind of messes a lot of things up on marvel's end too and and maybe just this overextension of like trying to put out so much in such little time but you know it given that and given where we are with you know superhero fatigue in the general for the general public are you excited for this like what if if superman legacy were to come out this weekend would you go buy a ticket
1: uh no as i am very much in the i'm gonna hold my breath and wait and see mm-hmm. I I really I've just learned it's like I'm not having any expectations, really. I'm like I'm gonna hope that it's gonna be good. I'll take the content as it comes out, and I I hope we can get something good out of this.
0: Yeah, and in and I'm I'm right there with you, but I'm also like bummed about saying that because you know excuse me, Superman, Batman, Supergirl, like in in like I I even have a I even have like a reverence for Swamp Thing too. Like these are all like the announced ones that have that will come out but like i love all of these characters they're like this is this is you know not not to sound like a man child or anything but like this is like my childhood and i'm getting like everything i could have ever wanted and here i am sitting at my really really nice computer desk just being like meh what else you got you know and i don't want to feel like that like i want to be excited but it's just i don't know this is just there's also another broader conversation to be had about the over-corporatization of our childhoods but uh like, oh so yeah yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: but, but yeah it's there's like, a little yeah, bit of that it's... coming in like we've been burned by the dceu <laughs> like we're getting we're currently getting burned by the mcu so it's yeah. it's hard to get oh, excited uh, you
1: know yeah like oh you know you know i mentioned like i think when we were doing our ranking for the for a uh, phase four the like the only MCU movie coming out right now that I'm really excited for is Blade, and then I don't know if you read all those fresh <laughs> notes. I just like, oh, uh, no, Daniel,
0: Blade is a fake movie that will never come out. Get your get, get your head no, out of the clouds.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, i was just like, I, I the more I just read about it, and i was just like, it just made me scratch my head that the lead actor is saying like, well, yeah, this is a movie, I want this to be like, be like a Black Panther type movie. I was like dude you kill vampires with katanas <laughs> and guns it's not that deep
0: yeah did you did you did they, did they trick you into thinking you were in wakanda forever 2 or something <laughs> like did yeah, you sign the wrong like, contract <laughs> yeah
1: it's just like uh, uh yeah it's like but yeah i definitely can feel you about like overall man it's like i i almost feel like uh, i i for I don't feel like I'm not really that old, but man, this stuff makes me feel old. Like, this, I just feel like world weary yeah, from man. like everything from my childhood just being marketed and packaged up and just like sold to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't, I, I think I, I think the James Gunn aspect of it is like kind of the only reason I'm having any sort of hope <laughs> that it's like gonna right. be good or at least artistically has, has like some sort of artistic integrity to it because if it wasn't him and the, we got you know faceless corporate shill who's willing to be in front of the camera announcing oh and superman legacy comes out 2025 and it's got to be directed by blah, blah, blah. like if, if we had that video instead of james gunn off the cuff talking about how much he loves his character and the authority and some weird swamp thing movie that's supposed to come out like like, that's the only thing that's getting me excited because because uh, you're right, dude, like getting this, you know, zooming out. We're, we're still just getting fed corporate shilling content. Right. right. You know? like, yeah.
1: Like James Gunn talking to us off the cuff, quote unquote, like that was Focus Group tested. Oh, yeah, like it we know most likely was. We, yeah. But it's like, you know, I at least shows that they at least. Care enough that they're at least trying to put up the front that they're that, that they're doing something here.
0: Yeah, like I, I want to at least feel like I'm not being fed product for endless profits. You know, right? <laughs> and, it's and like, and like the, for a character like Superman, who's like supposed to be hopeful and make us believe in the good of humanity, like that's the last thing I want to be thinking about. You know,
1: right? It's like yeah, like. I just thought of this when we were talking about Superman. It's like, you know, Superman's like, hey, you want to go a really unique route with Superman? Make him like he was in the original action comics when he was pretty much a proto-socialist.
0: Yeah, there <laughs> you go. He was a
1: populist. Like do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like there's so much like like there's 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 actual like posters of like Superman that was like commissioned by DC Comics back in the day, of him like condemning Nazis and like condemning people who are racist against you know uh, blacks and other minorities and like let's let's do that man let, and let let's not walk this fake ass like you know fa- Falcon Captain America like hey everybody <gasps> hey, everybody be nice to each other
1: <laughs> yeah it's like yeah it's these domestic like, yeah. terrorists
0: they have a they have a point and you politicians you have a point we all have a point <laughs> and it's all good <laughs> well i'm captain america right. fly away
1: <laughs> yeah it's like it, most definitely it's like my only hope is like we're just gonna hope i i, I really to this point hope that dc so that dc and i like honestly i hope warner brothers discovery survives zazz lab's tenure <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, yeah. And, and then there's the Zazlav aspect of it. I think Zazlav is gonna I, I feel kill like, all of this, dude. That's
1: right. And I feel so so stupid for actually thinking that man getting hired could mean like, hey, this might turn more runners and <laughs> a DC around. And I'm just like, oh, 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 okay. I think the the real clincher was uh was uh you and my wife were trying to look at stuff to watch and i was like oh okay and we had just finished watching westworld and like no, oh, they took westworld off oh, uh, off of hbo max so they don't have to pay residuals oh raised by wolves that show looked in oh no they took that off okay <laughs> it's
0: just yeah like, what and, oh, is they can't what spend- is max now but just a dumping ground for their tax write-offs oh my right. god david Zaslav.
1: Yeah, and like the one that and like pissed me off to no end was like, let's cancel all of our animated series other than Harley Quinn. Let's see, so that we can put all of our weight behind Velma. Oh
0: my God, film!
1: <laughs> <laughs> just,
0: oh. Yeah, this is the man that has the has the new DC DC universe film studio in his grasp. So if if it can survive him, then I think the movies. Will at least be in a good place, you know. We can only hope. Right. Well, Daniel, this wake has made me severely depressed. So (laughs) listen.
1: I I feel so bad. It's like we're we're at a wake and we just just talk about the about the corpse (laughs) the entire time.
0: I know. (laughs) I want to do that in real life now. (laughs) Well, now that now that all of the guests have left, uh, and, and we've we've thoroughly roasted. Uh, the DCEU, uh, look, there it goes, into the incinerator. Bye, everybody. Uh, let's go ahead and round out the end of this episode, Daniel. Daniel, what you got there?
1: All right. Well, I I, it's, I knew that this was probably going to be a bit of a downer episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided to, to have something that I think is pretty overall positive. So I actually have a YouTube channel here.
0: Oh, yeah. Great.
1: I love uh, YouTubers that can just talk about, like, random content. And, you know, like if we're talking about nostalgia stuff, uh, no one captures that quite like this YouTuber that I've started watching on and off for the past few months named Billium.
0: Billium. Can you spell that for me?
1: Yeah, yeah but it's William, but with a B. <laughs>
0: oh, perfect. Love it.
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he taglines himself as Hipster Trash. And the guy if he makes content, I feel like, especially for people my age, because I think he probably is about my age, and it's Mm -hmm. just a lot of it's just, like, reference for, like, old 2000s kids shows. Uh, Even though it's, like, weird ones where he talks about, like, toys and stuff that (laughs) came out and does, like, talks about them. And, uh, yeah, like, I think his best content that he does is most certainly his insanely long lost retrospectives. (laughs)
0: Oh, oh my gosh! I'm looking at his channel right now. I just sorted it by most popular. But like in the third row, there is a six-hour, twenty-minute video about how Lost became a, the greatest, the TV's greatest mess.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, I think that's probably his compilation of like you know, all of his stuff. And he's not done. He still has one video left to cover the last two seasons.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Have you, have you seen you know? all of the all all, all of what he said about Lost?
1: Oh yeah, because I agree with it. Because nice. I also think it's what is also one of my favorite TV shows of all time. But <laughs> nice that dude. and I, that that is great content. Uh, he does a lot of Scooby Doo content. Like he's reviewed just about everything that's come out under that umbrella. So I give him props for watching all of these obscure random cartoons from decades <laughs> past.
0: <laughs> right and, on.
1: and I will. the last thing I would suggest. Anyone that's watching this, please watch his Mountain Monsters videos because. He eyes to that show, and that is one of the greatest things ever.
0: Mountain Monsters? I've never heard of that.
1: It is a, basically, it is a, like, Finding Bigfoot-type show, but they are so blatant about it all being set up and scripted <laughs> that uh, he basically calls it, right, it's basically a bunch of hillbillies ha- having a D&D campaign in the woods.
0: Oh, so it's like, uh, it's like one of those like fake reality TV shows on probably what used to be the History Channel or TLC or right, something. Right. Like, it's very much okay. like, yeah, you know,
1: like, you know, like Monster Quest or like, you know, finding Bigfoot, stuff like that. But it's like, they're like, they play it straight the whole time. Like they are not, I, <laughs> but it's like, they have like, the, the thing is, you know, most times it's like, oh, we, we didn't find the monster. No, no, they find the monster. It's usually just a dude in a costume. But they find the monster <laughs> and they interact, they fight them sometimes.
0: Ooh. That sounds like fun.
1: <laughs> and there's like, they're like, they're and like, they're like storylines. <laughs> well,
0: that and sounds so, like an amazing time, dude. I'm definitely gonna have to yeah. check that out. But uh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll but link, uh, I'll link, um, let's see, uh, Mountain Monsters has a crazy story. Uh, that, that I'll link that video in the link below.
1: That sounds great, but yes, I highly recommend it. like it. So yeah, the guy definitely has a niche, but uh, it fits perfectly in the content I like to consume.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And, and sometimes a niche is like exactly the audience that you need, right?
1: Exactly. All right, Mike, what you got there?
0: Man, we are on the cusp of, uh, I don't know when this was announced. I think it was either like today or yesterday. Uh, but uh, I little story time, like a couple weeks ago, me and an old friend who I used to make music with, uh, we went to the When We Were Young Fest in Las Vegas. This is uh, the, the second year. That uh, this went around, and uh, man, I'll, and I'll admit it, like the lineup wasn't like as strong, at least in my opinion, as you know when yeah. the when, it, when the first year came along. So, but I was still excited to be there with my friend Joe and just see some bands I had never seen before. Well, it was either today or yesterday that the When We Were Young has announced the year three's lineup, and uh, it's quite Ooh, a lineup. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? Do you want me to spoil I have it not for seen you? It yet. Uh, sure. Okay, so there's also a uh, kind of a uh, a gimmick with it. So these bands are going to be playing some of their more famous albums in full on, on, on the day of the festival. So these are bands including My Chemical Romance, who is going to be doing The Black Parade in full. A Day to Remember doing Homesick. Uh, Under Oath doing They're Only Chasing Safety. Chiodos with All's Well That Ends Well. The The Wonder Years doing The Greatest Generation. August Burns Reds with Constellations, Hawthorne Heights. Oh boy. Yeah, right? <laughs> My favorite band of all time, Thursday, doing full collapse. Uh of uh, Hawthorne Heights with in Silence in Black and White, Salesen with their first uh, uh full-length record. Dude, the list is insane. And like, you know, now that I've gotten taste of when we were young and the 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 price tag is hefty i mean the tickets start at 325 dollars. i will say though as somebody who has bought one of these tickets they do offer an interest-free payment plan uh to pay it over like the course of like five or six months or something like that uh but uh it's it's a great time man and if anybody wants to make the trip out there to vegas and you know i've got my opinions on vegas but you know, it's not for everybody. It's definitely not for me. But like, it's a it it, it the the festival itself is well maintained. It's it, it, it it's very like all the bands are prompt. When they say that the band is going to play at this time, they play at this time. And you know, because we're all we're all adults in our thirties and our forties, like we don't have time to be waiting around for you know for sleeping exactly. with sirens to dick around backstage, right? So, um, but yeah, it, it's quite an incredible lineup, and I'm really excited. Uh, for this and you know my chemical romance was a band that got away from me i never got to see them play live and oh i I think i might have to go to this one (laughs) too
1: it it sounds great like man like you i i'm the one that really poked at me aside from obviously under is playing their their own chase of safety Oh, that sounds that's beautiful. Oh that's yeah. odd. Like Ch- Ch- Chiotos playing all well well are are the, is that band back again? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean I, I back is a strong word. I, I think they're probably just gonna, you know, do probably
1: just gonna cash in on this yeah. real quick and yeah. then uh then Craig can go back to drugs. Yeah. The the band not doing drugs.
0: <laughs> There's a joke in there somewhere, yes. Oh, uh Alisana <laughs> gonna be doing the emptiness in oh, its entirety. Man.
1: Mm. Man, it's like, yeah, that price tag is hefty, and so would be the air travel for me. <laughs> but, yeah,
0: and not to mention, like, lodging and stuff like that, too. I mean, I, I'm right, I'm fortunate like... enough to, like, my best friend's mom has a timeshare at one of the resorts down there, which is, like, nice. the one that we stayed in was, like, seven miles away from the festival grounds. So, you know, we just had to take a quick trip up there. But um, so, like, yeah, so we just asked her if we could stay at the timeshare and yeah, we worked that out. And, you know, so that, that saves us a lot of money. So, you know, not everybody's that fortunate. I understand that too, but you know, there, there are ways around, you know, if, especially if you start looking early, like you can book rooms for pretty cheap in Vegas because they, they, they want people there all year long, not just in peak, not, not not just at peak season, but Oh my God, this, this lineup is absolutely insane. And I love the fact that they're just going to be, they're, they're doing the gimmick of like we're going to do these albums in full because you know that that's exactly the way to do it with this with this nostalgic fest
1: exactly like, I, like I, I you know as we mentioned earlier i did a i went to a show earlier this year that was that so mm-hmm. it, it, it's great to hear albums you love played live
0: oh, oh man i can't wait so yeah we'll, we'll see uh you know next year we're you know me and my not to go too deep into it, but we're hoping next year is like a a year of, a year of jubilation and celebration for me and my family. So we, we might add this to the list of like, hey, you know, we went through a really hard time, so let's do this as a way to celebrate. So that's uh, going to be happening Saturday, October 19th, 2024, Which uh, with I'm sure additional dates to come, especially with this lineup. Right. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. All right, man, that'll do it. Uh, and you know, before we say goodbye here, I just want to say before we go, you know, if you're listening to this on the week or the uh, or the week after it releases, you know, I just want to say thank you uh, from you know from the both of us, from me and Daniel, and from the from the the other two uh, ladies uh, who are, who also co-host every now and then. We just really want to say thank you and express our gratitude, you know, for spending some of your time with us. You know, whether it's this episode or previous episodes, or you know, whether you've seen like all 54 of them. Or heard all 54 of them because it like it really means a lot and we all love doing this and uh you know and it makes it worth it to know that like people like you are listening and there's you know people like you who listen along so happy thanksgiving to you and to your loved ones this year uh and for you uh for you as well daniel happy, happy thanksgiving to you my friend
1: Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. And to you
0: as well, audience. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, for my co-host, Daniel, I am your co-host, Mike. And like we say, every time we want to cast Jared Leto to ruin comic book movie villains. GG!